On this week's episode of Gambling Feud, it is Wild Card Week. DJ and I bring on two guests that have been on the show before but didn't make the uh, eight on their side. And we have them compete one last time to see if they can be in the Elite Eight Sweet 16 contest. We have the Bracket Reveal Show next week. But before we get into that, I want to tell you guys really quick about the Betcoda Sportsbook. The Gambling Feud Podcast and the Coda Sports Gaming Network are sponsored by the Betcoda Sportsbook. The Betcoda Sportsbook is a South Dakota-owned and operated sportsbook located in the Midnight Star Casino in Deadwood, South Dakota, serving customers in the state. As you enter the Midnight Star, you are swept into the past with a grand staircase, stunning woodwork, and the elegance of the chandelier. They offer the best lines in Deadwood, so stop by and mention the Coda Sports Gaming Network to receive a free Betcoda t-shirt. Player sponsoring must be 21 years or older to wager. If you have gambling problems or concerns, call 1-800-522-4700. Locked and loaded. Let's have a show. Yes, sir. Kyle and DJ on the mic. Gambling Feud. Partnered with Coda Sports Gambling Network. Hitting bets. Hitting bets. Hitting checks. Hitting checks. Hitting necks. Hitting necks. I bet. Let's hit some bets. Locks on, locks on, locks on, locks. Locks on, locks on, locks on, locks. I don't need the keys when I get the locks. Hitting them wagers, like I'm a pacer, doing it major. LA Lakers, locks on, locks on, locks on, locks. Locks on, locks on, locks on, locks. I don't need the keys when I get the locks. Hitting them wagers, like I'm a pacer, doing it major. LA Lakers. Welcome, everyone, to the Gambling Feud podcast presented by the Coda Sports Gaming Network. We are on episode 75, as DJ said, three quarters of a century, and we are not stopping now. We got the wild cards on today. Me and DJ each chose one person who's been on the show but didn't make the Elite Eight. Mine is waiting for us shortly here, but while we, but before we introduce him, as always, my name is Kyle Comish. You can find me on Twitter at CodaCapperKyle. And joining me for 75 episodes is my cousin and co-host. You can find him on Twitter at DJ Low 4422 DJ Luch. DJ, how are we doing today? I'm doing good, Kyle. I'm doing good. I can't believe we made it to 75. The the grit and the the amount of skill it takes to get to 75. Uh, if we go back and listen to episode one, it would probably be the worst episode we've ever heard. Uh, I think we've gotten much better on the mic uh, and we've started to figure out a little niche here uh, and yeah getting some guest pickers on and it's been a fun ride and uh tbd you know only up from here yes absolutely no i i've i've every now and then just because i'm curious i've listened back to episode one you can just tell how nervous we were on the mic but now we're both very comfortable and we can chat it up but it's it's been going good yes it has it has and we'll get we'll have to do something cool for a hundred um, maybe I can teach you a couple bowling moves or something. Oh, there we go. I like it. <laughs> you're gonna get, want to get both hands on the ball. You're gonna spin it as you throw it. And Love that's it. that's all I know. Maybe Puma can teach us a thing or two about golf. <laughs> he has the he has the best Coda Sports Capper YouTube video of him. <laughs> the oh, golf funny. Video. oh my gosh, I forgot about that one. But hey, let's 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 really quick introduce them. So yes, like I said before, DJ and I brought on two wild cards to um, compete. My wild card is a guy who we told him how we did the last time, and I know he's not going to do that again. He's a great gambler. I'm excited to have him back on. Chatted up with him. My wild card is Pumba Cakes. Pumba, what's going on, man? How we doing? 
Doing good today, boys. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for the honor of being your wildcard pick. Um, yeah, there, there's a great YouTube video of me out there slinging some golf shots. It was uh, every once in a while, I still get people that like bring up like, oh, hey, I just recently saw this YouTube video of you hitting golf balls. I'm like, that was from so long ago that I barely <laughs> remember it. But it, it was it was pretty damn good. Yeah. It was fun. Oh, oh, it makes me laugh every time I, I see and it. And I would like to announce, I am a better golfer than that video makes me look. I just <laughs> want to say that. I just I just want to say that. We need a redemption video then. Well, that, yeah, that video was, uh, I don't want to go any further into it. That video, it was fun making that though. Yep, for sure. But uh, just really, really quick, Pumba, I know the people at home, know a little bit about you but as ceo of the coda sports gambling network how are things going running running the ship of the network you know i i never we didn't put out a formal press release but uh i am the former ceo i have given the reins back to pace ah. um he he took them back from me but uh you know i i really think i i brought this company into greatness you know where pace was not leading it there and he's just trying to uh keep keep things there but uh no it's it's been a good uh Things are going good. It's a great time of year. So many things going on. As B-Rest said in the group chat, this might be one of the best sports weeks we've had in in a long time. Considering the World Cup, if you're into that, considering the World Cup is kind of a, you know, obviously a very different thing, only going on for one month out of the, uh, you know, every four years. But uh, yeah, it, it's just a great, great time to be a sports gambler. If you let, I hate winter, but I do like the holidays. So we got Thanksgiving coming up here. I mean, who doesn't just love that? I mean, it's just it's a great time to be alive, boys. Thanksgiving is the inverse of Halloween. Like when you're younger, you love Halloween. You don't really like Thanksgiving. And as you get older, you transition. You're like, dude, Thanksgiving's the best. We just eat a ton of food, drink beer, and watch football. Like wh what else is there yeah. to do in life? Oh, and the, the addition of the night Thanksgiving football game. Just huge. Frankly, and and I even remember like growing up, it'd be like you're kind of busy with family stuff. Like during that noon and three o'clock game, like unless your entire family's super into it, where you're like your day is focused on football, like you kind of miss the games here and there. Where it's like I remember in the evenings all the time, it'd be like, "Hey, this is like now's when I'm ready to sit down and watch a football game." And we used to not have one where that the addition of adding that third game was just a great move by the NFL. Yep, agree. One of the one of the few good moves in the NFL. <laughs> one of the few. So um, uh, so that actually transitioned to my 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 last question for before we kind of get into the games, kind of a chill because most people know you and stuff like that. What's your favorite Thanksgiving side dish? I got to throw it out to all to both of you. Actually, what do you got to go with your favorite side dish for Thanksgiving? Because like me, I'm I'm. I'm an oddball. I love cranberry sauce. I could eat like a whole entire bowl of cranberries if you set it in front of me, but that's that, that that's up there with something else. But I'll but I'll save that something else until I hear what you guys got to say. So certainly when I when I was younger, I mean mashed potatoes. I I just love a good mashed potato, but oh, um I, I will say just as I've gotten older, if you get somebody who makes a good stuffing, I mean, I can't stop eating that shit. It's just if it, if it's good, we're like potatoes are more of just like consistent, like kind of hard to screw up, kind of hard. I mean, 
you add a couple things to them, you can make them phenomenal, but it's kind of hard to screw up. I've had some stuffing where it's been like, ah, so, so I've had some where it's just like, give me that bowl. You guys can eat the rest. Like I'll, I'll just eat the stuffing. Mm -hmm. You guys focus on all the other stuff. So that's what I'll say. Okay. Deej. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't know what's normal. Um, you know, there's like norm, normal, uh, kind of Thanksgiving foods. So I, I think I would have to go with the mashed potatoes and gravy just because it's like a staple. Um, but if you want some spicy, cheesy potatoes made by the right person are literally the best thing you can eat, dude. If they have the right texture and creaminess and cheesiness, dude, cheesy potatoes are insane. Oh, they're so good. But um, I don't think cheesy potatoes is a normal dish. So that's why I'm just stick with the old mashed potatoes and gravy. Cheesy potatoes is a very underrated pick. I like that one a lot. Who who in our family, DJ, do you know makes the um the cheesy potatoes with like the chicken is almost like a like a chicken and noodles kind of, but it's with cheese. You know what I'm talking about? I I know what you're talking about. I don't know who makes it though. It's um, good, right? It's it's oh, it's amazing. Okay. My uh my one uncle on my luch side makes the meanest cheesy potatoes. They're, they're, we haven't had them in five years. I'm just sitting over here dying every dang day just trying to get me some just trying to get my fix of cheesy potatoes probably been 10 years since i've had it yep but yeah i don't i don't know the answer to that question kyle no that's all right well we got family who listens someone will tell us i'm sure but uh uh pumba before we get started and get into the games and talk about the standings and stuff like that do you got a message for the people about you being the wild cardi how you feel like you're gonna bounce back anything like that what what message do you have for the listeners here I mean, there's spot. not there's not much else to be said, but I mean, I'm I do feel bad for who's currently holding the last spot because I am going to knock them out. So I I would just like to apologize ahead of time. I will be knocking that person out. I'm I'm going to be giving out some winners. That's it's just as simple as that. I got to make up. I literally can't do worse than last time for one, <laughs> and really based on last time, I'm due for some winners. So. Absolutely. Well, I'm ex I'm excited to have you on as my wild card. We'll see how you do, but um, just really quick for those of you that don't know at home. So Puma gets Puma gets five units per game. He can disperse that however he wants. He can do like two on the money line, three on the over under. He can do team totals, first half totals, parlays, player props, anything he wants. The only rule is he has up to five units per game. He also will be facing off against DJ and myself, and has to be one of us to become eligible for this contest, which we will be revealing the bracket next week for that. But uh, DJ, really quick, what is Pumbaa going up against? What do we got for standings for the Coda Captors so far? Yeah, so Pumbaa will end up obviously in one of these top eight spots where he ends up will be based on how he finishes. But in first place, we have Dallas Pritchard at plus 13.19 units. In second place, the legendary Faye JT at plus 10.76 units. The most famous person at the network, Potato Gobbler, in third place at plus six units. So massive drop-off there from two to three. Uh, and then in fourth place, the always-known Soup at plus 4.8 units. VFC at plus 4.78 units. So very tough. If you get 4.79, that would be wild. Just three people just bang, bang, bang. Uh, and then in sixth place, we have Dan the Man at plus 3.86 units. DG bets a very underrated seven seed right now at plus 3.1 unit. And then in eighth place, Jake Hazen at 1.01 units. Ugh, easy for me to say. So yeah, there's, there's a lot of room on that board. Uh, whatever you do, do not get first. Uh, Cause you'll have to match up with DG. 
So whatever you do, do not get matched up with DG first round. Ideally, you want to face soup. You want to be the five seed, which is that 4.79 range. Uh, so you can get there. I believe in you. I believe Pumba faced off against DG last year in the Elite Eight contest, if I'm not mistaken. I, I faced DG first round, and I think I would have beaten everybody except DG, and I think there was one other person. I think I had the third best score out of the eight, and uh, DG, DG edged me out, though. DG was freaking feeling it during that Elite Eight contest, if I remember correctly. <laughs> no, I mean, DG's solid. Yep, yeah. so that's true. So yeah, so those top so those top seven guys are automatically in. All seven of them have actually agreed to be in the contest this year. So basically, if Pumba makes it, Jake Hazen gets knocked out. If Pumba doesn't make it, then Jake Hazen will be the eighth seed. So we'll kind of see what happens here. But uh, gentlemen, let's get right to it. We got a good slate of games here we're going to talk about. So uh, college basketball is back. I'm very, very excited. I know we got a, a group chat of a bunch of us guys who talk college basketball. So we got a game... Um, this, this afternoon at four o'clock on ESPN two between the three and one USC Trojans at the three and one BYU line right now. It's a pick them with an over under of one forty three and a half. So I was really contemplating this game just for the fact that I think USC is solid this year. I think they're going to be very solid within that Pac twelve. I think they're going to be up towards the top of the Pac twelve. But I don't know if you guys have seen BYU's arena. It it, in a way, it's not, but it, in a way, gives me Cameron vibes. Like, like the students are, like, right up on the court pretty much. It's huge. It's It fits a ton of people. It's jam-packed every single day. It's a tough place to win. So, with that being said, I'm going to take the home team here. I'm going to take BYU in the pick and I'm going to do that for, we'll go 2.2 units. And then throw a unit on the over as well, just because I do think a lot of points between these two teams who can score a lot of points will happen here. But I just think the home the home team is going to win, especially in an environment like at Provo. Yeah, this one's obviously the toughest for me. Um, I don't know what it is about BYU and their campus, but they, they seem to turn up for sporting events. They don't really have much going on because they can't do anything. Uh, so this is it. You got something? Uh, yeah, I, I don't want to be pulling a Dan here, but I just haven't noticed this because at the time. The game appears to be – I think it's being played in the Bahamas. Oh, okay. Well, that's that's tough. <laughs> just, just, just throwing that out there. Because I noticed – the only thing that made me think of that is I looked and I'm like, why is this game a 4 p.m. tip if it's on the West Coast? Because I'm like, that'd be 2 p.m. local time. That'd be the most bizarre thing ever. And then I'm like, oh, this game's played in the Bahamas. That makes sense. Well, I didn't do my due diligence clearly. So DJ, I apologize, but just changed my pick from 2.2 to BYU to USC. Cause I do think USC is the more talented team. I was just taking BYU because I thought they were home, but no, thank I mean, you they, for that. That's good at, they are the home team, but yeah, um, I was kind of questioning it too, but I hadn't looked it up. Yeah, this one's tough. I don't know, man, what, what we're going to see. I'll just go with what I think is the more talented team. BYU might be playing better right now, but I think USC clearly has more talent. Uh, I'll go with them. I have them at plus one and a half right now, um, what I found on DraftKings and uh, Caesars. So I think, you know, line movement towards BYU. I don't know what the public's betting on right now, so it's tough. Um, I don't know. I'll, I'll go 1.1 to win one on USC, either at a pick them or plus one and a half, whatever we decide. Um, yeah, I, I don't know, man. 
Uh, this is not this is not a, a good game for me. I I'm I'm into live betting college now. I think I went three and zero today live betting. And I think I went zero and three in before game bettings. So I don't know, man. What what do I know? But we'll see. That's why I'm keeping it one point one, keeping it simple, and going with the more talented USC team. All right, I like it, Pumba. What do you got for this game? Um, so I. You know, not a whole lot of action, you know, for each team. You've only got four games in. As Obviously, these two teams very even based on what the spread is. When you look at them, I, I think they are fairly even on paper. USC maybe slightly better. I I do think because I'm just kind of going to go with, with where the game's played, it's kind of going to be a different, different arena for both teams, maybe a different kind of environment. I'm just going to go with the under, thinking maybe that, uh, maybe that just throws them off a little. Maybe they're playing at a slower pace. Or in general, maybe they just hopefully miss more shots. I and I do think um I'm looking at 142 right now. I do think these two teams are both good enough defensively to uh to kind of hold each other in check. I'm I just see a game more in the uh lower 130s uh, as far as a finish. So I'm just gonna I'm not gonna go too heavy on this game. Probably just uh 2.2 to win two on the uh, under 142 is what I'm looking at right now. So that that's that's what I got for that game. All right. <clears throat> Sounds good. I like it. And just as just a disclosure, the original game we were going to do was UCLA and Pepperdine, which I think is going to be a great game. So if you have a chance to tune in and watch that game, that'll be a good game. But as the time we were recording, we just didn't have a line for that game. So we just went with the game that we could find a line for. But yeah, the Bahamas, man, maybe maybe they come to the game hungover. Who knows? Well, yeah, you know, these and this is kind of a side note from betting, but like in general, college basketball. They've been doing it more and more each year, but they're doing a phenomenal job of giving us great games early in the year, kind of doing events like all over the place. I mean, you've got games being played in other countries and things like that. But uh, especially for these games, you don't know, like, are these guys going to show up kind of with a little extra energy, kind of like want to put on a show for the fans, maybe just come out there and start ripping? Or are they going to, like you say, show up, you're half on a vacation, are you kind of mm-hmm. going to show up? tired not ready things like that it's it's they're tough to bet on but they are fun to watch i mean we've got games happening outside on ships i mean it's fun stuff like college basketball as it is it's just tough because there's just these are just like 18 and 19 year olds you know it's just tough to predict you know what's happening with them in their personal life how does that affect them on the core you know is there there's just so many behind the scenes things they're not professionals and so it's tough enough and then you add in all this other stuff of playing in a completely new you know, area, new, new city, everything, you know, I haven't played many games. It's completely random. What Grand Canyon dropped 41 yesterday and proceeded to drop 70 today in the same arena. They just <laughs> like, it's just so weird. And it's like, are you hitting your shot that day? And it's almost to the point where literally anyone can win um, at this part of the season. Yep. <clears throat> Agreed. But uh, all right, gentlemen, let's transition to college football. It's rivalry week in college football. Very, very exciting games happening here uh, this week. Let's talk about a game being played Saturday at 11 o'clock on Fox. The game, number three, Michigan, number two, Ohio State. Line right now, Ohio State minus seven and a half and an over under a 57. So we're talking about this game, obviously, in the college football central show. So I have kind of in advance what I'm going to say there. But I flip-flopped on this game quite a bit because I just – seven and a half seems like a lot of points, so I contemplated going Michigan here. But we don't know the status of Blake Corum. 
And that is huge for Michigan, in my opinion, because I, I like their other running backs, Donovan Edwards and CJ Stokes, but they don't move the needle like Corum does, in my opinion. I think Corum is a huge playmaker for them. And also, this could very well be CJ Stroud's like Heisman performance, Heisman moment game. If he has a good game here, he could very well go on to potentially win it. And I'm for sure thinking he'll be a high a finalist nonetheless. But I think they get their revenge on last season. They're pissed off. So I'm going to go Ohio State minus seven and a half. I'm going to take that for 3.3 units. I think they win by a pretty decent amount. Yeah, I mean, such a classic game here. It's tough. Um, all of the money as of right now is coming in on Michigan. The line moved down from eight and a half to seven and a half. I don't think Quorum's playing. I'm almost certain he's not. I think Vegas is telling you to bet on Ohio State. Now, saying that, Ohio State has looked so bad this year. Like, sure, they're undefeated, but this isn't an Ohio. It's kind of like Bama. Like, yeah, they can beat most teams, but they're not the same Bama. Ohio State has really struggled offensively. We really thought they'd be this juggernaut. Uh, Their defense has stepped up a little bit for sure, but their offense isn't what we thought it would be. I'm just going (laughs) to listen to Vegas here. I'm going to go. I'm going to fade the public. I'm going to ride Ohio State. I'll go 2.75 units to win 2.5 on Ohio State minus 7.5. You got the hook there. Ideally, bring it down to 7, but I'm thinking that Ohio State runs away with it. Uh, Michigan's lost without quorum, and all the people lose their money except me and Kyle. That's right. Uh, Pumba, what are you at for this game? Um, I I don't like that we're all going to be on the same side, but uh, unlike Kyle, I haven't even had a tough time at all in picking this game. Um, Ohio State is going to absolutely destroy Michigan. I, I don't think this game's going to be very close, especially if Quorum doesn't play, which it sounds like he might not. Even if he does, I'm not afraid of the seven and a half. Um, I mean, look, for one thing, Ohio State's been a little different on the road and at home. I mean, at home, these last – in Big Ten games, here's what they've scored. 56, 54, 49, 52. They – I know we have this high, high expectation for their offense, and they aren't – even if we say, like, they've been disappointing at times, this team can just put up points. Michigan cannot score with them, especially at Ohio State. This game won't be close. Give me the max units on Ohio State minus seven and a half. All right. Sounds good. Yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting for sure. I hate that this game's at eleven o'clock though. That's criminal. It is criminal that this game is at eleven, and that is like the only thing that would maybe worry me slightly. It's just an eleven o'clock game. It's just can be a little up in the air. But I think I also actually think early games help home teams. I think a little more. But um, yeah, it's I, I do think it's criminal that this game is not in the evening. Yep. And that's, and that's a big 10 thing too, because the big 10 made a rule that I think after September, you can't play night games. Well, it's, it's a big thing. I mean, it's all, it's all TV dollars because Fox has the big, you know, the big noon kickoff. So they've got their big game at 11 and then ABC is going to have Oregon, Oregon state at two 30. And then they've got Notre Dame USC at night. You know, it's, it's all just, it's all about the dollar bills. Yep. For sure. Follow It'll be interesting money. to see where uh, where fans go because I got a feeling because because game day is going to Columbus. Um, I'm pretty sure Big Noon Kickoff will be in Columbus. I think the Barstool Show is going to Columbus. I'm really curious where the fans will go. But 
the fans go where the vibes are. Yep, that's pretty that's pretty much it. All right, gentlemen, let's transition now to another game, a top 25 matchup between <clears throat> the Oregons, Oregon number nine against number 21, Oregon State at 230 on ABC line right now, Oregon minus three and an over under a 58. So I'm going to base my pick fully on trends here. Oregon is very good at covering the spread, but Oregon State is slightly better. Oregon State is nine and two at covering the spread this year, and they are three and one at covering the spread this year as a dog. The last couple of years, <clears throat> excuse me, Oregon has Oregon Oregon State has been very very close, and I think that this very well could be a letdown spot for Oregon. I don't know why. That's just the mindset I got. I also do a little DJ and did some line movement here. Fifty eight percent of the public is on Oregon, but the line moved down from four and a half to three that makes like DJ has said, that makes me think smart money is on Oregon state. So I'm going to take Oregon state plus three, and I'm going to take that for just 2.2 units. I don't have a very good um, grip on this game, but I also like the over too. So I'm going to do uh, another 2.2 units on the over. So I'm going to take Oregon state plus three for two, 2.2 units and the over for 2.2 units. Yeah, uh, this is, I think, a more underrated one as Oregon's always been kind of the main dog, but Oregon State's gotten a lot better at football. I mean, they're 6-0 at covering the spread at home. Oregon's been, Oregon State is. Oregon's been great at covering the spread all year. Three seems like maybe, you know, Oregon isn't as favorite as people would think, but a lot of the money is coming in on Oregon State. Um, I don't know. This one's tough. Uh, I'm gonna ride with Oregon. I think they they kind of need a big dub. Uh, you know they're so close to the Pac-12 championship, uh, and they've been pretty fundamental all year. It's not gonna be easy, and more than likely we're gonna push. But I think when it comes down to it, Oregon will win by a touchdown. Uh, you know it's, it's it'll be a hell of a game, but I I gotta go with Oregon here. Just better team. Oh, Oregon State's so gritty, dude. They're like the Baylor of the Pac-12. It's impressive what they can get done with what they have i don't know i don't i don't like this pick but uh, i think i'm gonna go am i just going two point right i'm, I'm, I'm gonna go for uh 2.75 going 2.5 on this one uh on oregon minus three i like it boomba what do you got yeah th this is a very very interesting game i think we're you know obviously the spread's tight i think a lot of people expect it to be close oregon state is one of those just uh, sneaky good teams at home. Uh, kind of kind of been that way for quite a while. I, you know, looking at this game, it's kind of a weird thing to maybe look at, but I'm just even going to look at, I mean, Oregon's going through a gauntlet of teams here. You know, they played Washington two weeks ago, Utah last week. Meanwhile, Oregon State's had Cal and Arizona State. I just think Oregon State's just had a little easier path the last couple of weeks. They're at home. Whereas Oregon's on their third just brutal game in a row. I I think you gotta take the home team in the points here. Not for a lot. I, I do think Oregon could easily pull this one out, but um you gotta take the points. So I'll just do the uh the, the two point two to win two at the uh plus three. All right, sounds good. So me and Pumba against DJ for this game. But yeah, they used to call this game the Civil War game, but after 2020, they stopped that. I don't know why, but 
Negative connotations. Negative it connotations. started getting long? No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. All right, gentlemen. Well, let's round out the slate with we got two NFL games um, this week. Let's start with the game being played Thanksgiving at 3.30 on Fox between the 7-3 and three Cowboys and the 7-3 and three Giants. I think that's what everyone was expecting out of them. But nonetheless, uh, line right now, Cowboys minus nine and a half and an over-under of 45 and a half. Um, I think a lot of points are going to be scored in this game. I'm, I might be on an island with that, but I, I really do think that these offenses will come out and score a lot of points. These defenses, lately, some of them, they've given up some points every now and then, but I'm going to take the over 45 and a half. I'm going to take that for 2.2 units. And then I'll also sprinkle a unit on the Cowboys, minus nine and a half. I think they're going to win pretty handily against the Giants. And then I got to throw in a player prop, DJ. You know me. I'm a big player prop guy. Give me a unit on C.D. Lamb, first touchdown. What are the odds on that? Uh, I'll look. DVD? Yeah. It'd be, like, it'd be like six to 800, I bet. Plus yeah, I 16. So. Is that – you said one unit on the Cowboys, Kyle? Yep. Well, so, uh, yeah, so 2.2 units on the over, one unit on the Cowboys, and then one unit's on uh, C.D. Lamb, first touchdown. Yeah, I'm I'm right there with the Cowboys. This spread is alarmingly big. I mean, we have, what, two seven and three teams or seven and two, whatever they are, uh, seven and three, and it's nine and a half. I, I don't know if this is overinflated because the Cowboys beat the Vikings, which that game means nothing. Um, the Vikings were due for one of those games where they just don't show up. Um, so that game literally means nothing to me um, for both the Cowboys and the Vikings. Like it doesn't change that the Vikings will still be decent and the Cowboys will still be okay. I think Vegas is telling you what to bet everyone and their mother on the giants uh, plus nine and a half, because it seems like anything close to 10 is wild in the NFL. Like it's usually pretty close, like a touchdown or less nine and a half is a ton. I- I'm all right with the boys. Uh, we need Elliot to just never play again. Like the fact that Elliot, gets paid what he paid. Pollard is such a better back. And I go on this tangent literally every week when I watch Pollard go off. He's so much better than Elliot, yet they keep, like, forcing Elliot to play because he's getting paid and asked nine him out. But nonetheless, I'm going Cowboys, minus nine and a half, 2.75 to win 2.5. Um, let's ride. All right. Pumba, what do you got? Yeah, I mean, the, the Cowboys obviously just coming off uh, a pure – demolishing of the Vikings. One good thing, I guess, about them was they got the refs their starters for the fourth quarter. Didn't even have to play a whole game. But uh, Cowboys are just rolling right now. That offense is – they are – they're doing what Russ is. They're, they're cooking. Uh, this Cowboys offense is just flat. I mean, last three games, 49 at home against the Bears, 40 on the road against Vikings. Still put up 28 in that loss to the Packers on the road. I – for all that, I, I like the Cowboys team total over. That spread is a lot, and it just alarms me that they maybe would not cover. But uh, over 27.5 points, considering the Giants just gave up. I mean, I know the Lions offense isn't terrible, but they just gave up, what, 30? I can't remember what the final that game was. Whatever, 30-some points to the Lions at home. I, I think the Cowboys easily get over that 27.5. Um, so I'd like to put a nice uh, 3.3 units on uh, on that Cowboys team total over 27 and a half. Spread wise, I don't know. Just gonna gonna stay away from that. That nine and a half, 
That's just, it, it is amazing in the NFL how, you know, we can sit here and say, yeah, Cowboys are usually the better team. Cowboys are going to win this game, but it, it could still end up easily only being a touchdown game just the way the NFL is. So, oh yeah, that's, that's what I'm looking for that. All right. Sounds good. I like it. By the way, I, I looked it up on action. CD lamb first touchdown. I can get it at plus five fifty right now. That, that, that ain't bad. The only really the only worry right now is that they are just feeding Tony Pollard touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, that, that'd be the only, only big thing there is like, I mean, yeah, that, that guy, he's been, been playing well for him. And he's the favorite right now, plus 450, as far as the, any, the first touchdown scorer goes. Okay. Yep, they know. They know. They, man they, they know. All right, gentlemen, and to round it out, we got a Jags fan on. We got to talk about the Jaguars. They're, they're at home taking on the 7-3 and three Ravens at noon on CBS on Sunday. The line right now, Ravens minus four. And an over under of forty three and a half. So, obviously, the Tennessee Titans, my team, are in the same division as the Jags, and the Jags, they they come out at sneaky times. I every year it seems like the the one game where they shouldn't win or they shouldn't be close, they end up being close in, and that, I've noticed that they've. Uh, They've done that with the Titans several years where they had no business of beating them and they beat them. So I think this could very well be another game. So I'm going to take the Jaguars plus four for uh, 2.2 units. And to hedge, I do think if the Jaguars lose, I do think Lamar Jackson will have a really good game. So to hedge that 2.2 in the Jaguars, give me 2.2 on Lamar Jackson over passing yards. I'll look it up what it is in a second here, but that's what I think I'm going to do for this game. You said two, or what, what was it on Lamar's? Uh, 2.2 right now on the Lamar's team okay. total. Lamar's team total over, but that prop isn't up quite yet. So, Yeah, this game couldn't be a more obvious what Vegas is telling you to bet. We got a Ravens team that, though they've struggled, you know, haven't been as good as people thought. 7-3 is still not bad. And we have a three and seven Jags team that I think is significantly better than the record shows. Like, I don't know. They're not, they're not as awful as that. They're actually kind of solid. And, you know, Lawrence is looking like he might actually be decent. I got to ride with the Jags plus four, all the money's on the Ravens. Um, I think Vegas is telling you what to bet. I think everyone and their mother is going to be betting on the Ravens thinking they got a free easy bet. And then the Ravens win by three Jags cover Ravens win. I, that's that's my guess. If you wanted to be ballsy, you bet Ravens money line and you take Jags plus four. That 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 takes some real nuts, but um, I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to do Jaguars plus four, two point seven five to win two point five. I mean, it's they're covering. That's all that matters. All right, I like it. And Pumba, what do you got? Boy, I I like your guys' confidence in my Jags more than uh <laughs> more than my own confidence. I mean, the the Jags have just had. A season that kind of just a what if, you know what what it could have been kind of thing. It just not closing out games, pile of close losses, some blowout wins. Um, they've looked good at times, but they're just doing things young teams do to lose football games, leading them to be three and seven. I don't have that much confidence in them covering the four, but the Jaguars do play close football games, so I like teasing them all the way up to plus 10. I think they're absolutely going to be able to cover that plus 10 at home. 
coming off their bye week. And I'm actually going to roll that in with the with the under. Baltimore, well, Baltimore's coming off a really low-scoring game against the Panthers, which obviously Panthers offense is just a whole mess in itself. But uh, the, the over-under up to 49-and-a-half, I, I do think this under hits. Jags D is uh, it's not that bad. And obviously Ravens just have seemed to have – why does it seem like those AFC North, like Pittsburgh Steelers and Ravens just always have like fairly solid defenses. It's just, it's amazing. They just somehow do it. But uh, yeah, so I'd like to be able, I'd love, I'd love to just like hammer Jags money line, but I just don't, uh, I don't quite think they'll have enough to get it done, but I'll be cheering for him. That's for sure. What's the odds yeah. on that teaser? Uh, I'd be minus one ten then. Just the old the old six point teaser minus one ten. And what, yeah. how many units? So, so so Jags would be plus ten and then under forty nine and a half. For how many? Oh yeah, I should clarify units. I'll uh, I'll just do uh two two point seven five to win two and a half. All right, sounds good. Well, Pumba, I tell you what, it was great having you on. I'm glad I was able to snag you for the. Wild card. We're wishing you the best of luck here. But any uh, any last minute, th- any last second thoughts you want to throw in before we move on to our next guest? Um, nothing else other than uh, just a, a a wild card pick to uh, give out. Hey, USA money line Friday against England. USA, 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 USA. USA. I love, I love it. it. It's, I love yeah, it. I it might not go well. England looked real good in their first match, but oh, crazy. Got got to cheer for the boys. Got to cheer for the boys in red, white, and blue. Six yes, six six goals in the World Cup is actually insane. Yeah, especially considering there were two zero zero draws. Is that not? I mean, I know a lot of people hate on soccer. I don't mind soccer. I love the World Cup. We can't be having zero zero draws. That just shouldn't be legal. Some, something's got to – we need something to happen. Yeah. I can't disagree there, but I, I get it. It's – I don't know. It, it, it is what it is. Yeah. It's the sport. It's, it's hey, it's pe- – people that love it, they, they love it for that reason probably. I mean, yeah. it does make scoring a goal that cool. Like, I mean, nobody goes crazy when you score, a, you know, a bucket in basketball because you get tons of them where you score a goal in soccer – national holiday yep yeah it's it's wild because like everywhere else soccer is like just the thing and in the u.s it's like we don't care at all yeah we're like give give me that iowa nebraska football game (laughs) let me watch the worst football game i've ever seen instead of watching great soccer yeah yeah definitely yeah well, all right, Pumba. Well, thanks again for for coming on. We appreciate having you on. But DJ, if you're ready, let's go to our second guest. Yes, sir. All right, and on to our second guest, DJ's pick for the wild card this time. DJ selected a non-coda capper who's been on fairly recently here. But really quick, let's go through the standing so he kind of knows what he's going up against. So in first place right now, again, the top seven are automatically in. He's just going up against the eighth seed. But if he beats any more people, let's just further up the bracket. He goes uh, in first place. We have cheapy 13 at plus 9.17 units. Eric Luch, second place at plus 6.90 units. 
Tyler Paulson in third at plus 5.6 units. Alex Long plus five units in fourth place. And then we got Evan Mulville minus 0.37 units as the five seed. Gracie Marks at minus 1.72 units as the six seed. Lucas Parker minus 2.31 units as the seven seed. And the score to beat is Polk Nation at minus 3.54 units. So DJ, this is your choice of the wild card. Who do we got on today? Well, we bring it in some family. This is the the gambling feud, the family feud. Uh, we got on the legendary Zachary Spieler. Zach, how you doing today, buddy? I'm doing great. I don't know if I'd be legendary, but legendary enough for you guys to ask me to come on back on the podcast. So that means something. Yeah, you needed a redemption. We had probably between the three of us one of the worst cards we've ever had. I'm gonna blame the awful. games. Kyle it chose the games. Terrible. We're blaming Kyle. Easy, easy cop out. <laughs> All right, bet. I can get on board with that. <laughs> yep. Two against one, Kyle. Two against one. Kyle's the scapegoat, always. Yeah. Welcome to the Comas family. What people don't realize is DJ all the time in the show, anything goes wrong, just passes the blame on to me. <laughs> yep. I knew what I was getting into. I'm like, oh, Kyle's an easy scapegoat. Anything, he'll take the responsibility. I have no responsibility. It's perfect. But like, DJ, but like Zach said, I'm the scapegoat of the Comas family, so I expect nothing less. It's been yep. that way for as long as I know, so... Just kind of yeah. go with it. Exactly. Uh, so, yeah, we got, uh, you know, a lot of – we're all going to three link up for Thanksgiving, our family, as all ten of our uncles and parents and aunts all live basically within half an hour of each other uh, yep. in the Lamar's area. So we're all going to get together at Zach's place. Um, you know, Zach's got a dope little crib there. So we're going to all chill there. Uh, and it's going to be a, a classic Comus family Thanksgiving. Uh, just thoughts on just what uh, what does a Comus family Thanksgiving consist of, in your own words? Kyle, you want to take you want to go first with this or? Oh boy. Um. Well, you know, there's always there's always something for people to do is the best way I can put it. There's always you got a group of people sitting on the couch watching the football game you got another group of people playing games i know my dad and his brother and sisters and occasionally me every now and then will play cards there's just always something to do which is what i like about it is like if you're at the comas family whether it's thanksgiving christmas easter what what have you there's always something to do and that's probably my favorite thing about it but that's that's just me yeah um i'd say the same thing i remember we had one year at uh kelly and jeremy's house when we had it and we got down. I was probably a freshman in college, and we sit down and we start playing cards against humanity. And lo and behold, I got Grams and a couple of our aunts and my mom and a couple of our older cousins sitting down. I'm a freshman in college, like supposed to be kind of innocent, and we're playing cards against humanity. And my grandma's sitting across from me, like, you know what that means? <laughs> yes, grandma, I know. And I was surprised some of the stuff she knew at the time. I was like, Grandma, you know what that is? And she's like. <laughs> You know how you got here, Sonny? <laughs> so, yeah, that was fun. And you have the infamous hot seat. So any new significant other gets thrown into that and absolutely annihilated by our family with questions. It will happen. Yep. Cassidy, yeah, you gotta, Cassidy, you... Went through, Cassidy went through that her very first Comus Thanksgiving. This is about to be Britney's, so I'm worried for that. Yeah, yeah, you I'm get Kelly good. any amount of drinks, and that hot seat is going to happen. Oh lord, it, <laughs> it's just, it's impossible. Well, I, I just remember the year she had like a microphone and a speaker, <laughs> and it, it just went off the rails. 
Yep. Yeah, no, you guys summed it up. I mean, there's always a bunch of stuff going on. You got cards, you got you got adult cards, which is like poker. You got the youngins or the cousins cards, which is and you know the ants play too, where you're doing more of those fun, like kind of adult apples for apples or whatever. I know there's different names. Uh, and then you got the football game on. The Vikes are gonna be playing, so I might have to tap out of cards for a little bit because I gotta watch that game. I gotta lock in, and then I have to sh- smack talk my uh, roommate Faye JT because there's no chance the Pats win. Um, I said that loud enough so you could hear. Uh, but yeah, it's it's gonna be a wild time. Great food, uh, great company, and uh, I'm gonna drink a decent amount of beer as kind of the pace setter. I mean, other than Mark, no one else can drink uh, like him. He's easy to league of his own, but everyone well, else. I- is- my memory of Mark drinking is I just remember Coma's golf tournament and yep. I was in Mark's group. He was blasted through nine. We got back to hole one again and he eagled it with the <laughs> blasted. I don't know how. I'll never be able to explain it. It was the greatest feat I've ever seen out of any Comus ever. Well, and the Man. funny thing too is that that Comus golf outing one year, I think it was maybe the year before or the year after that, my brother was with Mark and uh, he's like, yeah, Mark kept telling me, keep drinking. We're going to have a drinking contest. And here's the thing, Brady. I said, if you have a drinking contest with Mark, and I'm Mark's not going to listen to this, but if he does listen to this, I'm sorry. If you have a drinking contest with Mark, you will lose. You will Facts. lose. You, you can't win, though. He's no. just a pro. He, he's, he's in a league of his own. Exactly. Yeah. All right. So Thanksgiving, uh, what is, we, we asked the other guests this, what is your favorite Thanksgiving side dish? Is that the correct term? That's what I said. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Side dish. Side dish. What do you mean by side? So like not a main entree, not like Turkey. Okay. It's kind of a main entree. So like a side dish, like, um, like what are the sweet potatoes and marshmallows? Okay. Okay. You got yams, you got stuffing, you got potatoes. You know, I have always been a big proponent of the buttered corn. Ooh. You slap, you get some, like if you get the corn, like people get the corn on the cob. If you get that off the cob into a little pan, throw some butter in it, butter that up, put some salt and pepper in it. That is elite Thanksgiving side right there. That's, that's, that's a very good, good choice. None of us said that in the last one, but so I really quick, sorry to interrupt your interview DJ, but we were talking about this and I didn't know the answer to this. And maybe if you have to go ask your mom, I know they wanted to come on the show here really, really quick, but, um, <laughs> Uh, do you know who makes the pasta, the cheesy pasta with chicken at every Thanksgiving? They make it at Thanksgiving and Christmas. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. In our family, they make like the, the, it was like chicken with like the cheesy pasta. I can't think of who it is. I know. Oh my gosh. That is so good too. Yeah. It's it's like cheesy potatoes or something like that. With chicken. I can't think of who makes it though. I'd have to go ask. We're going to have to launch a full investigation. Oh, All right. Well, we can go do that right now if you boys want to just hop into it. Yeah, yeah. let's, let's, yeah, let's, get, the, let's get the fam. Let's get whoever wants to come on. Let's get them on. Now, let us right. know that this moving, is recorded, though. We're moving up to the stairs and getting the family involved now. Let them yeah, know no, it's recorded, though. Yeah, no F-bombs. We can't say yeah, nothing. No we got to keep it clean. Please. All right. I'm setting this down in front of oh, In front of mom. You can be on it. I don't want to be on it. The, the video is not It's not recorded. a video. It's just audio, it's so audio. just don't talk. Yes. So, What's up? Okay. Happy birthday. We're here. We have my mom. My dad is here. We have Eric. We have Eric's girlfriend, Lauren, and my girlfriend, Brittany, are all here. We got the, the whole crew. So we got oh, a yeah. pretty hard-hitting question. Okay. 
It involves rings. It. No, I'm kidding. Um, it's about the the chicken mashed potato cheesy noodle dish that someone makes every year. Like the cheesy potatoes, like the stringy ones. Who makes that? Yes. Who makes it? Paula. Ah, there you go. There go. That's why they couldn't think. Who did apartment? you think? I, I thought it was know. Annette for some reason. No, no. She always makes the fettuccine or whatever, Alfredo. Who makes the buns? That's what I was asking about. Hold on a second here. That's that's what I was asking about. Oh, what? we're talking about two different things. Kyle, <laughs> there's a difference between potatoes and pasta. <laughs> no, I, I never once said potatoes. I said pasta to Zach before. Zach is the one that's changing the wording here. I was thinking, well, DJ and I were on the same page. Yeah, me and me and uh, Zach were on the same wavelength here. I, uh, I don't know. So we, have to... we got Annette making that and then Paula making the cheesy potatoes. Okay, yeah. now the issue is resolved. So that's good. All right. Okay. All righty. So, any questions you guys have at all? Uh, we would like we would like to know uh, their side dishes. We want we want them to answer their side yeah, dishes. Everybody's favorite, favorite side dishes. Favorite side dishes for Thanksgiving. Bud Light. <laughs> yeah, nice yeah, that one. That would be Steve. my dad. Bud Light. Woo! Nice one, Steve. Huh? <laughs> uh, cheesecake by Charla. Cheesecake via Charla. More of a dessert, but I'll let it slide. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a side dish at all. You need to define side dish. What's a side dish? Like Kyle? corn, potatoes. And like, okay, well not... then you can't beat luge corn. I mean, seriously, right? That's Facts. what I'm saying. Facts. So if we got to talk about a favorite side dish, it has to be corn because it's from luge farms. That's there you probably go. the most brilliant thing you've ever said. <laughs> <laughs> Eric, what about you? Um, I'm going with mom's first side dish, but uh, Cheryl's snickerdoodle salad. Oh, that's okay. There you go. That's I love that. Cheryl's snickerdoodle salad. Ladies, what about you? I'm saying mashed potatoes first. We got mashed potatoes from Warren. Great pick. And then cheesy potatoes from Brittany. Okay. What about Reese? Where's Reese at? Reese is at college. He has practiced Thanksgiving morning for football. Do you phone yeah. a, a, a son? You phone a friend? We got you had, practice. You said you had the girls left, so I just assumed you counted Reese as the girls. <laughs> well, I mean, he was originally thought to be a girl, so. <laughs> All like, right. I'm not. I'm not even joking. That's straight facts. <laughs> yeah. So you guys just got a feature from the Zach's parents and Zach's sibling and uh, Zach's significant other and his sibling significant other and. Um, yeah, that that's a treat. You were not you were not expecting this on the, the game. We weren't feud expecting it either, yeah. but I like it, was it. Bonus content right there for free. You're welcome. It goes on the new gambling feud plus premium. <laughs> yep, you, yep. The problem is now, DJs, we're on a slippery slope at the moment because now Denise and Steve and Eric and the significant others got on it. Now everybody's gonna want to get on it now. So we gotta we gotta. Oh open yeah, up you guys better be scared. Now. Yep. Yeah, we're gonna have to do five episodes a week. Just a little interview. I think Mark needs to be the first one. I think people want to know the most about him. What What happens in you know the the downtime of of Mark? Um, with I'll a close second, one Brady. Thanksgiving. One Thanksgiving, Mark brought a significant other. She sat down in the hot seat. First question Kelly asked was, "Why are you with Mark?" <laughs> fair, fair question. <laughs> Oh, I guess me, one quick God. story to be fair, DJ. I remember when uh, Adrian b brought uh, 
a boyfriend Will. to Thanksgiving. And they said, Kyle asked the first question. And Adrian was harping on me for questions. So they said, Kyle, you got harped on a lot. You make the first question. I said, I said, Will, why are you with Adrian? Got her right back. I like it. Yeah. But uh all right. Well, that was that was good. I don't know if I think the people will enjoy that, but I definitely know me and DJ enjoyed it. And truthfully, that's all that matters. That's exactly. All that matters, baby. It's your podcast. Number yeah. one. Always take care of number one. <laughs> but anyways, let's get into the games, guys. We got uh five good games we're gonna discuss here. Uh let's get started with an NBA game. We got an NBA game being played tonight at 6:30 on ESPN between the nine and seven Celtics at the 13 and or excuse me, the nine and seven Mavericks at the 13 and four Celtics line uh-huh. right now, Celtics. Oh, that dropped. Okay. Sorry. So we had a different line, but so we're going to have to just bounce off it, but that's cool. Celtics minus four and a half and an over under of two eighteen. I think Tatum's questionable uh, is why the line dropped. So is he actually, yep. Tatum's questionable to play is what I saw. Oh, yikes. So basically what happens is we get these lines ahead of time. We normally prepare for the Celtics line was still being in, in question. I didn't just look it up till now. It started out at minus seven Celtics mm-hmm. were, but it just dropped down to four and a half over under two eighteen. Um, Celtics have been rolling lately. They were on a nine game winning streak until last, uh, a couple days ago, they lost to the bulls. Um, I, I love the Mavericks. You know, everyone knows uh, my opinion of Luca. Luca's my favorite non-Celtic player in the NBA. Um, and I don't bet the spread for my favorite games. I'm going to stick with that. I do see a lot of points being scored in this game. I love the over of 218. I like that for 2.2 units. And that's going to be that's gonna be my, own, my only play. So I'm going to do the over of 218. Yeah, I know... Um... Tatum might not play, but the Celtics have been rolling, especially at home. The Mavericks are really bad at covering the spread. They're one and nine in their last 10 games at covering the spread. I got to go with the home team here. I got to go with the Celts. Uh, I think, I think they can get it done, especially now that it's down to minus four and a half. I know Tatum won't play probably, but there's still shots that people can take. It's just less shots that, you know, they would have taken. So now Brown's going to get more shots. Brogdon, like everyone's going to get more shots up. I don't think that'll affect them too much. The Mavs, I don't know, dude. They're not – the Mavs are like a fun team, but they're not a good team, and there's a massive difference. Like, it's cool to watch Luka do what he does, but they don't They don't always translate to dubs. So, I'll go Celts minus 4.5, uh, 2.75 to win 2.5 units. All right. I like it. Zach, what do you got for this game? Um, I, I got to agree with everything both of you said. Uh, just from – the how I pay attention to the NBA, I don't have a favorite team like you guys, both like the Celtics. I know, uh, I just kind of watch it, see who's good, who's not. The Celtics, I've seen a lot just of them rolling, they've been rolling this season. Um, and like DJ said, Dallas is a really fun team to watch. Love watching Luca, he's a great player to watch. I wish he was on a better team, had some more help around him so he could excel and get the accolades he deserves. I'm going to go the same as Kyle. I'm going to go 2.5 units on the over. All right. I like it. Yeah. Luca's just so fun to watch his, uh, his kind of like hop step three pointers. Like it's, it's so, and it's a swish almost every single time. I mean, it's so crazy to watch. 
Beautiful. Right. But all right, well, let's transition now from the NBA to college football. Again, we're at rivalry weekend. Let's go to the Iron Bowl being played at 2:30 on CBS. The line right now, Alabama minus 22 and an over-under of 49. <clears throat> So in my opinion, this is a top five rivalry in college football. These two teams hate each other. They want to score 100 points on each other. Alabama currently is in a position where they need to have a really, really good win to end the year to get them in a decent bowl game. Now, Auburn is in a position where they have nothing to lose. So the fact that Alabama's playing for something and Auburn is playing for nothing to lose, makes me think that both teams are going to let it fly and points are going to be scored. I think an over-under of 49 is way too low for this game. I see a lot of points being scored. Uh, I think it could be – I think it should be in the 50s, 60s, to be truthful. So I think getting it at 49 is a steal. Give me the over of 49 for 4.4 units. Big play. Big play. Yeah, this one's weird. I mean, there's – been a lot of Bama Auburn games, and this has to be one of the higher spreads in most recent times. I don't know. Is Alabama good? No, they're not Alabama good. They're good, but they're not, you know, up to Alabama standards. Auburn, on the other hand, is just terrible. I mean, I don't care what their record is. They're bad. They're just they they need a new coach. They want Dion. They want everybody. Now there's rumors of Lane Kiffin. I mean, it's just a whole there, it's not looking good. It's at Alabama. Give me the point. Give me the points in Alabama. I'll take Alabama minus 22, 2.75 to win 2.5. It's it's gonna be an ugly game. It's gonna be it's either gonna be like 35 to 3, or it's gonna be a shootout in which Alabama wins like 50 to 20. I mean, either way, they're covering. Let's roll tide. Uh yeah. All right. Zach, what are your thoughts on this game? Well, first of all, you said this is one of your top five rivalries. I think you guys at some point need to do some where you both say your top five rivalries in college football at some point. Good call. That needs to happen. I'd love to hear that. Okay. 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 So, that being said, again, I agree with both of you. Um, Alabama is not the Alabama that they have been uh, in the past. They are... I mean, with two losses, how many times in the past 10 years have you seen an Alabama team with two losses? You just don't see it. They maybe lose one game a year, and then Nick Saban is like, yeah, we've lost one. And then he has trouble saying the plural form of loss and losses because he doesn't <laughs> know what that is. <laughs> so I am going to put one point on the spread for Alabama at minus 22. I'm going to put three points on the over with Kyle. All right. Sounds so you, you you said one unit for the first play? Oh yeah, one unit for the first bet. Sorry. One unit for the for the spread and three units for the over. Okay. Sounds good. I I thought you were using all five units there, so that's why I was that's why I was asking. Mm-hmm. But still, but still that's a pretty significant play. So all right, we're all kind of in the in the same mindset. So we'll see how that goes. But let's transition now to uh, another long extended rivalry between Number 15 at Notre Dame at number six, USC. Primetime game at 6.30 on ABC. Line right now, USC minus five and a half and an over-under of 62 and a half. So this game was tough for me to handicap because Notre Dame has looked pretty solid as of lately. You know, they crushed Clemson. 
a few weeks a few weeks ago. But USC's also looked very solid following their loss to Utah. Uh, Caleb Williams, who was DJ's Heisman pick at the beginning of the season, he's looked very solid. He's number three in um, he's top ten, excuse me, in passing yards, touchdowns, and ints. And uh, you know they're already gonna play in the Pac-12 title game, regardless of how this game goes. They're eight and one in the conference, so they're already gonna secure that and they have head to head over the people close to them. Um I think uh they're gonna make their resume look a lot better with a really solid win against a ranked Notre Dame team, which is why I really like USC minus five and a half. I like that for 3.3 units and that's gonna be my only play. Yeah I I'm gonna have to differ with you here on this Kyle. Um I I like I like Notre Dame. I think this is uh I think this is where USC messes up. I think this is where USC drops the ball and limits eliminates themselves from the college football playoff conversation. Uh, they've been kind of flirting with danger all year. You know they've looked really good at times. They've looked really bad at times against weird opponents. You know sometimes they'll destroy a team and then an opponent you think they would destroy they you know squeak out a win. And Notre Dame's kind of a gritty team. They they play really good defensively. And they establish the run. They establish the tempo. I I like I lean Notre Dame here. Everyone and their mother's betting on USC. You know I love to fade the public. So I'm going to go Notre Dame plus five and a half, 2.75 to win 2.5 units. And that's saying something for DJ because DJ loves to bet against Notre Dame. I hate yeah. Notre Dame. Yeah, they're the worst. I don't like them. Join a conference. Seriously. You do it for basketball. <laughs> do it for football. It's not that hard. Ugh. Uh, Join the Big Ten. I mean, seriously, just join the Big Ten. You're there. Everybody and their mothers joining the Big Ten. Why not? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Add another. Well, then they'd play USC either way because USC's joining the Big Ten. The conference game then, yeah. Exactly. That would be lit, dude, to see who goes to the Big Ten championship. That'd be cool. Yeah. So, um, I am like DJ. I absolutely hate Notre Dame. I've never liked them. They always somehow in the past years, they've made it into the college football playoffs and then have just gotten absolutely dominated every year in the college football playoffs. They make it and get dominated. And I've never liked them. Um, they, they've played a lot of closer games and USC has had a lot of point totals. I just think I'm going to go with the spread as well with Kyle. I'm going to put 2.5 units on the spread of 5.5 for USC. All right. Sounds good. Well, gentlemen, we talked about uh, Thanksgiving, and we're going to cover our last two games for the slate are going to be two NFL games being played on Thanksgiving. Let's talk about the early game uh, at 11.30 on ABC, or on CBS, excuse me, between the 7-3 and three Bills at the 4-6 and six Lions. The line right now, Bills minus 9.5 and, and an over-under of 54. I... That's a big like we talked about it. Uh, we talked about it on the first guest. Nine and a half is a lot of points in the NFL, but I don't have faith in the Lions. I'm sorry, Beast Picks, who is a Lions fan. I just and I also quote me if I'm wrong, but when was the last time the Lions won a Thanksgiving game? It's been a hot minute, hasn't it? <laughs> They, I don't think they have in recent memory. No, they definitely did. I just don't know when. 
Okay, none they the have last... in the last five years. I guarantee they've won in the last five years. They have or they haven't? They have won at least one. I'll look it up right here. Okay. But... As you say, I'm looking it up too. Sounds good. Well, not, nonetheless, I th- uh, they've struggled against good teams on Thanksgiving. I think the same thing's going to happen here. I think the Bills won by at least 10. So I'm taking the Bills minus nine and a half. I'm taking that for 2.2 units. And I do it every single time the Bills play on this show. And I'm going to keep running it back because eventually it'll happen. Give me a unit on Gabe Davis first touchdown. So 2.2 on uh, Bills minus nine and a half and one unit on Gabe Davis first touchdown. Okay. How far do you want to go back for the Lions here? I thought this. I last I saw they won in 2016. They did win in 2016 against the Vikings. I, I knew it. I knew. I remember. <laughs> I remember. That's why I knew they won because I remember how mad I was that game. Yeah. I was screaming at the TV and Grandma's like, "You're ludicrous," and I was like, "You're right. I am nuts. That you. You're not wrong." Um, well, the Vikes got them back again in 2017. Uh, but it looks like it looks like I'm seeing 2016 was the last time the Lions won on Thanksgiving. Okay. Yeah, because Grandma was actively rooting against me, and it was driving me insane. And, and we she, were watching. And she was like so subtle too. Like it gets you that much more mad because she's not being in your face about it. She's just being so subtle too. <laughs> yeah, like it. It was it was the worst. Not only the Vikings lose, but my grandma was just roasting me the entire game as they were losing to the Lions. Like, if that's not bad enough, she yeah, oh yeah. Well, what was... makes it better is that she didn't care about the game at all. She just wanted <laughs> she to make didn't... you upset. <laughs> she didn't care at all. She just knew how much I cared, and she knew she could get at me. <laughs> it was it was oh yeah, she got me. She won that battle, but uh, <laughs> it is what it is. Um, yeah, this game's weird. Lions are weird. Lions at home. Bills just played in the stadium, which I don't know if that helps them at all. Nine and a half is a lot of points. I got to ride with the Lions here. I think it'll be a closer game than people think. Because, uh, like, the Bills could dominate and win by a touchdown, and the Lions still cover. Uh, I also have the Lions at plus 10 on DraftKings. So, I, I like that because I think the worst, they lose by 10. But I think it's going to be kind of a weird game where the Bills play good enough to win, but the Lions compete uh, the Lions got a lot of weapons. I mean, they have a lot of weapons. St. Brown, Jameson Williams is coming back for his first week. Big news there. Big wide receiver out of what, Bama? Coming yeah. back for his first week. Him, St. Brown. They got Jamal Williams and Swift. They're just missing Hawk. They don't have the tight end they used to have. I think they can compete enough. I, I like Lions plus 10. Uh, I'll go 2.75 to win 2.5. All right. Sounds good. And, Zach, what do you got for this game? Uh, I honestly think uh, I – Compared to the last episode where I didn't go with DJ at all, I've been going with him a lot this one. Um, I think I'm going to go with him again because Josh Allen's questionable for this game is what I'm seeing, and that's going to go against the Bills a lot. I'm going to go with DJ exactly the same, 2.75 on the Lions with the spread of 10 or 9.5. I'm going to go exactly the same with him. I like it. Because last time we both faded each other and it didn't work out. Uh, yeah, we both screwed some each and other. I won some. Yeah, we did. Just, just was not good. But you are fading me with USC, so that's going to be your make or break game right there. Well, for some reason you're going with Notre Dame. I don't know why you're doing that. My gut. It's a gut check. Who do I write it to? That's Eminem, <laughs> in case you're wondering. Do you do you dislike? Wayne. Do you dislike Notre Dame because your dad kind of likes Notre Dame? I think my dad hates Notre Dame. 
Oh, I swear he's always raw raw Notre Dame, but maybe I'm wrong. No, he's, he's got... raw rawing everybody. Yeah, I just no don't... Tom. My beef with Notre Dame is that they won't join a conference. I think it's kind of BS. They get like four easy, easy games, like the easiest games of all time, and they get to choose their own schedule. They have a massive deal with NBC, like it's all money backed. And then my dad's problem is more the ethics of Notre Dame's a Catholic university, yet they don't act Catholic. And so that's his problem with Notre Dame. So we have separate problems, but we do both hate Notre Dame. Okay. No, that's fair. It all comes together. Yeah. Because like there, I don't, I don't know if Notre Dame's a very liberal university and generally Catholics don't align with liberal views. Uh, So that's why my dad hates them. Um, He's like, they're the most liberal university, yet they claim he gets all. You want to get him started on it, Get ask him about uh, Obama getting some prize from Notre Dame. That'll get him Thanksgiving, that's the conversation. Just start it right there. (laughs) Just ask him. It'll get him going. Yep, absolutely. All right, gentlemen, to round out the slate, let's talk about a game that I think all three of us will probably be on the couch watching, if I'm not mistaken. It is the nighttime game on NBC between the six and four Patriots at the eight and two Vikings line right now, Vikings minus two and a half and an over under of 42 and a half. I've liked the Vikings all year. I've kind of bet on them quite a bit. I've, Jesus, yeah. I, I got, I got a uh, Viking friends. I got Viking fans who are friends. I got family. Obviously my, my, my family in particular aren't going to like this pick because they're all bears fans, but nonetheless, I really, no bears. I really <laughs> nice. like the Vikings here. I think they're going to win because all they got to do is win by a field goal. I think they do that pretty handily. I don't think Mac Jones is going to be ready for this Vikings defense and we got to get bold and I'm going to get bold here. Give me all five units on Vikings minus two and a half. Wow. <laughs> Wow, wow. earth shattering stuff right there. All Z. So we'll see. So this is strictly a biased pick by me here, but I'm going <laughs> with Vikes minus two and a half. It's one of those things where it's a huge bounce back spot for them. Uh, you know, they just lost. They just got embarrassed on national TV. Um, like not even like competed. They just got embarrassed, like flatlined. Um just so gross that I didn't want to watch the second half. And I didn't really watch the second half because I just would. Yeah. Um, Nonetheless, the Patriots are a solid squad. You know, they're going to come in and compete, but I think it's one of those where the Vikings win by three. Uh, You know, the field, the field goal kicker is going to be lining up in a tied, tied, tied game. And I'm not going to have any confidence in him to make the the game winner because the kickers just never do, but he's going to sink it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. He's going to sink it. Vikes will win by three. It's probably going to be one of the grosser games. I think the under might actually be the smart move here because I just don't think there'll be much. It'll be like a 21 to 18 game. It's going to be gross. Uh, but nonetheless, Vikes going to cover. I'll go 2.75 to win 2.5 on the Vikes minus two and a half. All right. And Zach's, Zach, what do you got for this game? All right. I, I Yeah. Just speaking on the Vikings game against the Cowgirls, that was absolutely horrendous. Like, that was ugly. I, I like, my friend's a Cowboys fan. He's like, yeah, the Vikings played, like, absolute, you know. Yeah, insert metaphor there. They played <laughs> awful. <laughs> 
Uh, they they just played awful and it was sloppy, ugly. It's not the Vikings team you've been seeing all season. I think they're gonna figure it out this week. I'm gonna put four units on the Vikings minus two and a half. Because I, I think they come out and get it done. I got faith. They got Hawk and Sox now. They got their offense. They're ready to come out and absolutely kick the crap out of the Patriots. All right. Sounds good. I love it. Well, I tell you what, Zach, we appreciate we appreciate you coming on, having DJ being DJ's wild card. I'm excited to talk with you guys at Thanksgiving. My wife will be there as well. And I know we'll meet Zach's girlfriend too. So I met her at my wedding, I guess, but this will be like a uh, first time I'm going to talk to her a little bit, but uh, mm-hmm. DJ, anything? I am bringing Giselle, formerly known as Brady. Giselle Brady will be there in attendance. She'll be coming as my date. Uh, so don't be <laughs> surprised when that happens. And don't act like a fanboy, please. Let's try and act like we've seen a Giselle before. You're gonna um, put Giselle in the hot seat. You're telling me it's it's gonna get interesting. There will be no questions about the recent divorce <laughs> at all. Um, no mentions of the word Tom Brady. I'm sending out a memo to the family just to keep everybody, you know, in line a little bit. I don't want to blow this. Uh, but no, it should be a fun time. I'm excited to see you guys. I'm excited to watch the Vikes game with y'all. I'm gonna try and contain my rage, but uh, based on the number of beers I've had, it might not be able to be contained. I might be a I might uh, make my parents a little disappointed because I'm going to be mad at the TV if it does not go my way. Um, we're all riding the bike, so it's going to be ride or die for us. Say, but we so are gonna we're all going to be food. in the same boat. Yeah, we're going to eat good food. We're going to watch the Vikings disappoint us, and it's going <laughs> to be a great time. And then we're going to play some card games. It's going to be it's going to be a fun time. So I'm excited. Absolutely. Classic Comus Thanksgiving. Yep, exactly. For sure. Well, Zach, once again, thanks for coming on. We appreciate. We appreciate you coming on. It's really quick to re- – do you have something to say? Sorry. No, you're good. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, to wrap up our show, as always, check out our website, www.codasportscappers.com. We have articles coming out on the daily. We have lock articles. We have college football, NFL, NHL. We got soccer. Anywhere in between, we have articles for picks. Be sure to check out that website. Uh, follow our Twitter page, at Feud Gambling. DJ and I post picks. Every – Try to do it every single day. Lately, it hasn't been that. But we try to post picks every single day. DJ has been on an absolute hot streak lately. So we'll see if that continues. Uh, next podcast will drop again. Next Wednesday, it is going to be our bracket reveal show. We will reveal all the 16 individuals competing in the contest. So we're very, very excited for that. And then just really, really quick, we have a ton of podcasts of the network. We have the OG podcast, the Mount Lockmore podcast. We have the Hine Inside podcast, the... If World Cup is going on right now, so be sure to check out the Gabacho Baracho podcast. We have we're big on college football this year. We have the College Football Central Show and the Nine Other College Football podcast. Uh, we have a US UFC based podcast, the Throwing Bows podcast. Uh, we have the Cash and Tickets podcast with Big Game Hunter, and we have the Whoopin' Bets podcast covering college women's college basketball on YouTube. As far as our specific Twitters, as always, you can find me on Twitter at CodaCapperKyle. And for 75 episodes, DJ, wrap it up for us. You can find me on Twitter at DJLO4422. Thank you for tuning in. And make sure to check up on next week's episode for the bracket reveal of the gambling feud contest. The feud gambling contest. Deuces. Happy Thanksgiving, guys.